Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Mm. It's like holiday and Christmas music, or Christmas music and and football music, it feels like, all wrapped up in one. Not exactly. Anyway, glad to have you with us here on uh, this Football Friday. Even happier to welcome back to the show, man, it's been months, our own Nate Geary is on the Western Hotline uh, as, as we'll try to construct a game plan and maybe even dash around the league. I don't know. We'll see how much, uh, much gas Nate has in the old tank as we get rolling here. How are you doing there, buddy? It's a holiday season. I have no gas. No one has gas. That's the whole point. I am, I am mainlining coffee. I've got, I've, I've, I've got, a, I've got stuff tonight. I've got a full day tomorrow, and then it's just, it, 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 I don't know. I might need hospitalization by Tuesday. I think it's possible. Anyway, uh, glad to have you with us here, buddy. Um, I, I want to start with you on, on Joe Brady. I, I mean, I know you've been doing these shows after our shows on game days and filling in here and there in the mornings, um, but I have not had a chance to talk to you and pick your brain about what has changed since Brady has taken over. I, I have some observations. One would be he seems very intent on finding a couple times a game specific matchups, especially for James Cook, and I feel like that was not something that was really happening before he took over for Ken Dorsey. Yeah, and, you know, I think there's some level of he, he's very deliberate in sort of how he manages a game um, that is, I think, at least a little bit different than what we saw from Ken Dorsey. Um, the, I, one of the things that I think I've noticed, too, especially – in, in how he calls games is what, one area that I think I complained a lot about with Ken Dorsey is, you know, the, the thing I thought Brian Dable was really always good at was like once or twice a game, he'd have a, he'd have a play that he set up and it would just be having a guy running wide open down the field. And, you know, it felt like it'd been a while since I saw it, or at least it felt like it'd been a while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now once a game, now they haven't necessarily hit on it once a game, I think, you know, I think he did a great job in the Eagles game. He, he got early in that football game, James Cook running wide open down the sidelines. And, you know, James Cook drops that ball. That's a sure touchdown. And, you know, I'm thinking about uh, late in the game, uh, it was it the, the Dallas game? I think it was uh, maybe the game prior to that. Uh, maybe it was the Chiefs game when you have Gabriel Davis running wide open and he ends up throwing to Dalton Kincaid yeah. and kind of makes the wrong read. But, like, I guess where I'm going with this is it just feels like there's a plan from the very beginning. And, and when the plan doesn't work, there's a willingness to move off of it quickly. And, or, or even I think the better example is against Dallas where, 
maybe the intent wasn't to run the football 47 times or however many times they ran the football, but all of a sudden it worked and you're like, you know, I think I'm going to move away from plan A because this is my new plan A. And I just think there's this willingness to adjust, adapt. Um, and, and it's almost like there's, there's not an agenda with him um, when, he's call, when he's calling plays. It's like, let's just run what works. Um, let's go in with a plan. And if the plan, um, you know, if success or failure dictates that we change the plan, like let's change the plan. So um, I, I think that's what I've really enjoyed the most um, about Joe Brady uh, as, as he sort of starts his career here as the Bills' offensive coordinator. Right. It, fe- it feels a lot less like everything comes down to Josh Allen. Like I, I feel like that narrative got, got – maybe even overplayed starting like midway through or so last season and into this year. Um, but I don't know. I, 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 I think there, it just seems like, you know, it's an easy point to make after they, like you said, they run the ball. I think 49 times was the total uh, in, in the game. And, and, and that was hardly any of that was Josh Allen. It was all, uh, all the other guys. So very different. I wonder as we get to this game, um, you know, I, I don't expect the Chargers to put up a, a huge fight here, but I wonder how the Bills will go about attacking this team. I was listening to Tasker and Matty Glab um, and Greg Cosell on my way in today, Nate, and they're all making the point about how the Chargers, their weakness is pass defense. So like, I, I wonder, even though you might think this is a game just sort of you know, don't don't give it away. Uh, maybe just be safe, and you'll win almost no matter what. I wonder if they'll be aggressive attacking the Chargers' pass defense. And and I want to maybe point this out as a as a positive that they've been able to really. I think I uh, I, I did this with Joe yesterday, and Josh Allen since um, since Joe Brady's taken over as offensive coordinator, his turnovers per game is point. Seven five per game turnovers, and when he was when Ken Dorsey was the offensive coordinator, his turnovers per game was was one point five. Literally, he's cut his turnovers in half since Joe Brady has taken over as their offensive coordinator. And I think in a game like this, the one area that I think if there was quote unquote a that they haven't really found a way yet to get. Stephon Diggs and Gabriel mm-hmm. Davis and, and Dalton Kincaid going all at the same time. And I, I think it's it's a complaint, but it's also a little bit of an eyebrow raiser because you're like, wait, they're, they're having this success. They're finding sustainability there. It looks like they've sort of added an off-speed pitch to their arsenal. Um, and frankly, they're getting, they're getting more out of players that felt like afterthoughts. Like James Cook to me always all year and, and certainly last year – but like an afterthought, like a guy that they really had in the garage. It was a car in the garage. They didn't know how to drive it. They didn't know how to maximize it. Um, and then all of a sudden, Joe Brady comes in, and, and, and James Cook looks like Christian McCaffrey. Um, <laughs> so I, I think it's like what it comes down to is their fastball is definitely, I think, what everyone agrees they can win a Super Bowl with. But it's hard to have your fastball each and every week, each and every inning, to make the baseball analogy complete here, well, now they've got a, some off-speed pitches with Kincaid and obviously now James Cook and Ty Johnson um, that they really feel that they can go to and rely on. And that is just not something that we've seen um, here, at least since Josh Allen's been quarterback. So in a game like this, I might look for them to maybe lean on the pass game a little bit more and, and bring some additional wrinkles. This they are getting hot bulldog at the right time. This is when you want to be playing your best football. Um, and I would like to see Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen and Kincaid and Gabriel Davis 
to sort of follow suit and let's be playing our best football um, and show everybody that not only can we run the ball 49 times and win by two scores, three scores, we can also throw the ball 35, 40 times um, and win by the same amount. And I think that would really sort of send the message of, Good luck trying to prepare for the version of this offense. Right. Constructing the Game Plan is brought to you by Admar Construction Equipment and Supplies, official construction equipment supplier of the Buffalo Bills, equipment you need when you need it. Yeah, the Cook emergence, I I talked about this with Sal yesterday, Nate. Um, You go back to them wanting to sign McKissick as a free agent, and then the drafting of Cook. I mean, Sal said it plainly, like if the McKissick thing didn't fall apart, they probably don't even draft James Cook, but they still had that need after that fell through in free agency. So in the draft, they, they, they pluck Cook out in the second round. Last year, the the emergence of a passing game to the running back never really happened. Naheem Hines is brought in to try to facilitate that. That still never happens. And we get into this year, and it's still not happening until this change. It, it feels like they finally have found a way to kind of fill that out. And now, yeah, I'm with you 100%. The, the receivers, especially Diggs. Someone called us, somebody even called me, I think maybe on post game, and then again on Monday, the same sort of point was made. Like, how, how, when are you going to believe that Brady really has it, that he, that he, that he can do this, that he's like a, a, a real long-term answer? And I said, you know, if you want to wait until we get a game where he gets Diggs off, um, maybe that's like the last piece of the puzzle because they had a great game passing the ball against the Eagles, but it was really well spread out. And I, look, I'm not complaining about that, but there just has not been a Diggs is the man game yet. And maybe we'll get one here. Yeah. And, you know, maybe part of that too, Bulldog is by design, right? Like, all right, well, you know, if you're going to dictate that you're going to roll coverage and you're going to have you know, double teams or, hey, you're going to put your best man corner, like in the case of Kansas City. And Legereus Need, I think, is easily one of the top five, you know, right at least how he's playing, top five corner in the league right now. And I thought Sneed shut Diggs down. Yeah. Um, and it kind of didn't matter. Um, and, and I think that that is something that if you're a defensive coordinator and you say, all right, well, the game plan today is you shut Diggs down, you can really dictate the terms of what the Bills want to do on offense. And I think what Joe Brady is showing is, go ahead, take away my fastball. I've got more in the arsenal um, that, you know, frankly, people haven't been prepared for. So um, I, I think I tend to agree with you. It's, you know, I think Diggs is 147 yards away from 10,000 career yards. I don't think that that's not going to be in the back of Diggs' mind. That's not going to be in the back of Josh Allen's mind. They've, they've always sort of, Allen especially, has always sort of talked about kind of keeping milestones with some of his you know, his teammates in mind. And, you know, this is a game where I think maybe you want to get out to an early lead and see Kyle Allen by the end of the third quarter, start of the fourth quarter. Um, you know, I, I think it might be a get the ball to digs early and often type of game. And that might be really what the doctor orders, uh, doctors ordered for, you know, both digs and, and Allen and the offense at large. I definitely think that they're aware of milestones. Allen, even as modest a passing game as they had against the Cowboys, I think in his postgame presser, mentioned how Diggs had gone over a thousand yards for a fourth consecutive season. So, like they, they're aware of that stuff. I don't, I don't think there's really. Allen walks up to the podium after games with like stats ready to go. 
<laughs> Nate Geary on the Western Hotline with us here for a few more minutes in advance of Saturday evening's game between the Bills and the Chargers. So how, how like overall here, vibes wise, like how how are you feeling? You've already said they're they're maybe maybe playing their best at, at the right time, and boy, the the comparisons to 2021 are right there for the taking. They're 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 not in as good a position right now as they were then because you know they got still got to track down Miami, but that's that's gettable. Do you, do you think that that will happen? Like I I, I guess. I'd want to say plainly, I love the Cowboys on Sunday um, against Miami. How, how are you feeling about the big picture here? Yeah, listen, I, I think the vibes have dramatically shifted um, from us having conversations, and not just us, everybody, sort of having conversations of, is it time to pull the trigger on Sean McDermott? Are we talking about Ben Johnson in two weeks? Um, to, uh, you know, is the division still attainable? Um, and, and I think that that just goes to show you, um, you know, how dramatic the league can be at times and the, the ebbs and flows of an 18-week season. Um, so it, it is hard when you're in the midst of um, a season, and a season like uh-huh. the Bills were having to sort of maintain perspective um, on the marathon that it is. You hear coaches, it's a coach speak, right, is that, you know, these seasons are marathons, they're not sprints, and you can't let one week really dictate what you're going to do in another. And um, so, I like, I, all in all, Bulldog, like, I, I think there has been a dramatic shift in the actual vibe. And, and yeah, I, I think I like Dallas, too. I, I think Dallas got embarrassed by the Bills last week, and I know they don't travel well, but they're going down to Miami. They've had a bunch of – they've had a, a – the national media basically dragged them for five straight days – and it's so funny. You're watching ESPN. You're watching First Take. You're watching FS1, and it's they're playing Bills highlights, but mostly talking trash about the Cowboys. So right, right. it was sort of like, well, they're talking more about the Cowboys' loss than the Bills' win, and, and and I think that's a familiar place for Bills fans, anyways. And it's like, you know, when I, when I think about this Dolphins team, there there is going to be some sort of narrative that is, you know, ultimately defeated in this game. Is can the Dolphins beat a team with a winning record? or can the Cowboys go on the road and beat a decent team? Um, so I, I think, what, you know, one of those narratives is going to come to a finale this weekend. And, and I, I'm of the mind that the Dolphins really, and I know their fans are back in the, in the high life again after they beat a team that has basically quit playing football. Um, but overall, like, that Titans game, I thought the Titans should have blew out the Dolphins, Bulldog. Like, yeah. if they don't have a defensive touchdown and two gift wrap touchdowns at the two-yard line, they had field goals against a team that won't be in the playoffs. So, and against a rookie quarterback. So, um, I, I am not as sold on this Dolphins defense as I once, or offense as I once was. Um, and I think largely their defense has preyed on terrible quarterbacks. So I'm really I've sort of soured on my I don't know, do we want to call it fear of the Dolphins and really what they can do. Um, if you told me that in Week 18 and back to back in the wild card that they had to go go to Miami in Week 18, win and then host the Dolphins here in Buffalo, at this point I think I'd welcome that as a as a real path for them to uh, to play in the division around. Yeah, I uh, I hear you. Um, you know I I'm I'm gonna. 
we'll, we'll see when we get to that week 18 and if it is for the division. Like, I, I'm, I'm going to, I want to respect Miami, um, but we'll see how they line up and stack up against good teams here the next couple of weeks before they even get to the Bills. I mean, who knows? They could even drop both of these games to Dallas and Baltimore before they get to the Bills. I mean, it, 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 you know, stranger things have happened, that's for sure. Um, overall, Nate, like the, the conference, I was talking yesterday, and I don't know, we can even talk about the NFC if we want here for just a minute as we dash around the league. Uh, here on Football Friday, just brought to you by Dash's Markets, celebrating 100 years. Shop the family of finer foods at Dash's Markets. I, I just, I don't think there's that many teams that really could win the Super Bowl. Looking at it, you know, I think Baltimore, I think the Bills. I, I got to respect the Chiefs. Miami, I'm iffy on. And then in the NFC, I'm on the Niners, and I think the Cowboys. And I don't even know if I want to include the Eagles anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm off the Eagles personally. Um... I just, they really should be losers of five straight games. Uh, And I think the brand of football they're playing right now offensively um, has been a far cry from, listen, I I think losing both coordinators has caught up to them. Um, I think there's no doubt about that. They've now got Matt Patricia calling plays defensively. I'm I'm off the Eagles. Um, I think that it's to me that San Francisco is going to have two bye weeks. Um, I think it's San Francisco and no one. And I think in the AFC, listen, I, I, Colin Coward put this perfectly. Where he, he's sort of uh, on the bandwagon of it's Bills Niners uh, as sort of his prediction in the Super Bowl. And a big reason is he's like, you know, look, look at Kansas City. Now you've got Patrick Mahomes trying to prop up a bunch of young guys at receiver. You've got the, the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence that started the season so hot and have so badly tapered off here at the end of the season. You've got, you know, C.J. Stroud, who looked great, but – He's not ready to take that step yet. And you got the Titans are out of it. No Joe Burrow. And, you know, it looks like the Ravens are just going to – they're just going to, you know, sustain so many injuries that they're going to put themselves in a position where they're going to have a tough time, you know, beating good teams in January. And Lamar Jackson's never won a game in January. He's never won a playoff game. So, man, if all of the obstacles – and that's my thing of, of this year. I think about 2021 and the missed opportunity. They were playing the best football Maybe we have ever seen a Bills team play going into that Kansas City game, then playing that Kansas City game and blowing it. And it kind of felt like maybe they'd never get back there. It started to feel like that this year. And now, mm-hmm. is there a better setup for them than what they've got now? And I, and I think about this a little bit towards the future, too, Ball. It's not just this year. Like, there's a good chance, you know, that, that you might have the number one or two, number two pick, Drake May or, or Caleb Williams playing for the for the Patriots next year. You're going to have C.J. Stroud in year two. You're going to have Anthony Richardson in year two with a team that's winning seven games, eight games without him. Um, like, the future, it's going to get harder as well. So right now, the stage has never been set better for this Bills team to go take advantage of a, a, of a conference that, it, that I think everyone that was expected to be at the top is taking steps back. And they're playing the best football of anybody in the AFC. I promise you, no one wants to play them. But I also think, Bulldog, it might be their best chance to run the table um, and, and get themselves in a matchup against the San Francisco team. That would be, um, you know, really pretty. The, the matchup, I guess, everyone always wanted in the 90s, right? <laughs> yes, year over year, and we never got it. You, listen, you, you're talking about the future. You left out one very important name here. The future, Nate, is clearly Flacco. Oh, I apologize. Uh, yes, Joe Fl- And I, I did forget about Joe Flacco. Um, 
how funny is it? it? To me, it would sort of be like Bills fans rooting for, I don't know, think of a quarterback that has sort of had your number as a franchise for 15 years and then all of a sudden comes out of retirement uh, and is playing better than the guy you paid $230 million guaranteed for. Um, kind of a weird scenario for, for, yeah. for Browns fans <laughs> to be all in on Flacco. Um, I, if I'm being honest, Bulldog, I think it, they might be the luckiest team in the NFL. Um, I don't think they've got a sustainable model. Flacco's going to turn it back into a pumpkin here. It, it, it's just, it's got to happen. I'm waiting. <laughs> we're all we're all waiting. I, I would say the same thing about uh, the the kid. You know, he's obviously not as old as uh, as Flacco, but the kid in Cincinnati, Browning. Uh, you know, you, who'd have thought? Burrow gets hurt. Like, oh, they're done. And like, I don't know. They're not a threat to me to win anything other than maybe a playoff spot. And but that's that's enough of a pain in the butt. You know that they're still hanging around. I mean, get out of here with your backup quarterback your triple backup quarterback. It's like everyone's got backup quarterbacks. I think it's crazy. I think it's 56 different starting quarterbacks in the league this year, which is 10 less than last year somehow. Um, but, yeah, Browning, if you look at the side-by-side numbers, he is significantly outplayed Joe Burrow. Um, and Burrow was looking much better after that calf injury. Um, Jake Browning's – I mean, there are going to be bad teams that need, are desperate for quarterbacks – that might have to try to make a run at Jake Browning. That's how well he has played. I, I got to say, he might be the most surprising, um, I don't know, storyline of backup quarterbacks raising their game and keeping their team in playoff races. Um, Bulldog, I, I watched him in college. He was really bad. Uh, he had no arm. Nope. Um, I, I mean, he was throwing arm punts all over the field, and now all of a sudden um, he looks like a viable top 20 starter. It's uh, – it's pretty remarkable. Yeah, Cincinnati, listen, I, they've got the Chiefs coming up next week. They've got Pittsburgh this week. Um, I, I think that Cincinnati's, you know, Cinderella run is going to be coming to a close here pretty soon. But still, I mean, it's, it's in a remarkable story that Browning's been able to keep them in this, right. um, especially this late in the season. Well, go Mason Rudolph on Saturday. That's all, yeah, we, yeah. That's, that's all we got to say. All right, buddy, listen, thanks a lot for this. Really appreciate it. Um, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Best to the family, your dad, who I'll probably run into uh, at some point on Hurdle. Uh, but but <laughs> lo- lovely of you to take the time, buddy. My pleasure, my friend. Same to you. And uh, we'll see you soon. Yeah, and we'll hear you Saturday night after the Bills hopefully smack the Chargers around. Nate will be covering post game for us on uh, on Saturday as he's been doing all year for a couple of years now on uh, post games on night games. Uh, Mike and I graduated to not having to wait around until midnight to go on the air, which is nice at my age. You know, it's it's, it's late. Nate's a much younger man than me. All right, let's take a time out. Bills, vibes, we did some of this yesterday. How you feeling here? Run the table all the way to the Super Bowl. Where's the bar to clear? Is that the bar to clear? Is that the only thing that will satisfy the masses? We'll talk about that as we move forward here on this Football Friday, which is always presented by Tops Markets. Score big savings and elevate your food game. It's time for us to take a break. We'll be back in a snap. Brought to you by Snapdragon Apples, the official apple of the Buffalo Bills. Mike Shope is away. I am the Bulldog, and you're listening to WGR. I just think we're going to look back, and we're going to say, oh, Burrow was hurt, Lamar's team fell apart, Mahomes had all these kids, 
Trevor Lawrence stepped back. Herbert didn't have the right coach. C.J. Stroud wasn't ready. Titans were a mess. All the barriers are falling for Buffalo. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And they finally, in the last month, have developed a run game. When you beat Dallas like that, only two teams in the league have gone up against Dallas and humiliated them physically. Buffalo, San Francisco. I'm in. That is Colin Cowherd making a point that you heard Nate Geary uh, refer to during the last segment about how um, you know Bills Niners. That's where, that's what we're that's what we're pointing toward. Uh, hey, I mean, I, I'll take it. I, I'd love it if somebody could knock off the 49ers. <laughs> They look like a machine, uh, I'll tell you. The only dip they've had this season was when they had some injuries to key guys, maybe most notably their left tackle. Uh, they got through that, and um, they they look like a force, uh, no doubt. Glad to have you with us here on this Friday, the Friday before Christmas. 803-0550 is the number if you'd like to join the show. It's just me today. Hi, I'm Bulldog. Mike has been off for uh, the last few days. Uh, and he'll be back in on Monday. Well, not no, not Monday. Monday's Christmas. He'll be back in on Tuesday. I'll be off next week through New Year's. So squeezing in some vacation time here. But happy to just wrap with you about the Bills. And um, I don't know. You, you agree with Colin Cowherd? There's there's something I never thought I'd say. Uh, I do think. I mean, as nuts as it might sound. Uh, and I don't. I don't think. I mean, there's a national perspective on it. I think there's a lot of that out there. The odds makers, right? The betting markets, still very respectful of the Bills, even before they pounded the Cowboys last week. Of the of that group of seven and six teams before last week's games, the Bills were the only ones that were you know minus money or even even money uh, to make the playoffs. The rest of those seven and six teams. I mean, come on, it's Joe Flacco, it's the Steelers, and it's the Colts. I mean, what are we doing here? Um, you know, some of those teams won. Jake Browning. Some of those teams won last week, but you know, and, and they're in spots. They're in spots ahead of the Bills right now. But I just don't. I don't see them as a threat at all. So uh, hopefully the Bills can get there. I. I don't know. I'd have to really think about in other years whether or not by you know here we are. What 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 what, what this is week sixteen? We're two here. 
Um, whether by week 16 you normally can whittle it down to, say, four teams, maybe five, who could win the Super Bowl. Uh, and maybe that happens every year. I don't know. But, boy, it just feels very, very clear to me this year that a number of playoff teams aren't going to be a threat at all. I mean, you, you look at right now you know what the playoff field is. Um, and again, I think it's going to change because the Bills aren't even in the spot. Right now, your three wildcard teams in the AFC are the Browns, the Bengals, and the Colts. There's no way we're getting to the finish line and that is your wildcard grouping. I, I just can't believe it. But with that said, even Jacksonville, come on. They're not winning the Super Bowl. Um, I think... I, I want to hang on to Miami because I want to respect them before the Bills see them in Week 18 here. But I think that's even flimsy. I think your Ravens, Chiefs, Bills, I think that's it in the AFC. The NFC, I, we'll see about the Cowboys. The way they got pushed around by the Bills, that's a point you heard Coward just make there. Um, that might be damning and 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 the kind of thing that, other teams can do to them, and they just won't be able to recover. But the thing that really was, to me, maybe sort of the outlier of that is just how bad a time they had on offense. I think a, a way that you can keep running the ball on a team that you can exploit running the ball is if they can't score on you. And I was stunned that the Cowboys had as tough a time moving the ball on the Bills as they did. I don't think that that will that uh, that will continue to present itself. We'll see, um, but I think they're going to score like crazy on the Dolphins. That might be the shootout I was expecting the Bills and Cowboys to have last week, this week, in Miami between the Cowboys and the Dolphins. Um, but I just I don't assume that Dallas, because they got trampled underfoot by the Bills last Sunday, can't stay in games with good teams. I think their offense is elite. So they had a very bad game against the Bills. I don't want to throw them overboard. I think it's them and the Niners in the NFC. I think the Eagles are, are – they've looked bad for a month here. The Bills had them, should have won. Uh, we know they didn't. That's not how you know we, we do it. We do it on the scoreboard. Um, they don't look like the same team to me, uh, the Eagles right now. So I, I think you've got two teams in the NFC and maybe three in the AFC that could win it. And I don't know. I I I need to. You may I should just like look at the standings from last year and decide like how many of these teams did we think could win the Super Bowl? You know, at this time last year, I I just I don't think there's that many there's that many teams that are capable of it. And frankly, some of these teams you, you ought to just be hoping for the quality of football you want to watch for them to not make the playoffs. I mean, Flacco's kind of an incredible story. I do not want to watch Joe Flacco play in the playoffs. I mean, he's an old, he might, he he could hurt himself. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the number. Mario is first up this segment. Hi, Mario. Thanks for calling. You're on WGR. Hey, Bulldog. Thanks for taking my call. Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, thank you. Same to you. Yeah. So I wanted to. I don't want to be negative here, but I think I'm more nervous for. I want to see if you're the same way for this game than I was in the Kansas City and the Dallas game. Like after the Philadelphia game. I don't know. I just felt really good about the team, and I, I kind of knew they were going to be Kansas City. Granted, it was a wishy-washy win, and then I just kind of felt really good that they were going to punch Dallas in the mouth. Um, and I just – my biggest fear is 
and I'm bringing a new girlfriend over to watch this team for the first time. So that's my bigger fear. Horrible but move. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I don't. Well, the family. I don't have a choice. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't want them to do what they've done this year and against bad teams start slow. Um, and just then scramble last minute to try to pull out a win. Like, the AFC is so mediocre. And I live in Jacksonville, and I'm around a lot of Jacks fans. And they're very, I want to say stupid, because they have this idea in their head that even if they get to the playoffs, like they have a chance at winning the Super Bowl. And they just don't. And, and all these AFC teams, even watching Baltimore play the Jags, that was such an unconvincing win that it just seems like, as, as biased as we may sound, we are the best AFC team right now. So I just I have a big fear of them going to L.A. now mm-hmm. and starting slow and struggling. I don't know if I shouldn't be feeling that way, and I don't want to lose my temper with the new girlfriend around. Yeah, that's why, I said it's a hor- that's why I said it's a horrible move. That's why I said that. Exactly. exactly. So right. I just want to get your take on it. Right. Uh, I hope they don't do it, and, yeah, Merry Christmas. Cool, man. Yeah, peace. I, I think um, – yeah, I, I was feeling that way earlier in the week, and I don't know. Like, look, I, I maybe I'm not to be trusted because I'm um, uh, I I I think I flushed a lot of the negative juju out of my system with the saber stuff this week, um, and I I well, we got picks coming up a little bit later. I'm just gonna I'm taking the Bills minus the twelve and a half. I, I think they're gonna murder this team. I mean, new coach bump. Come on. Uh, I I I really I I think this is going to be like a rocking chair game. So bring the new girlfriend, bring her parents, bring everybody. Just get, is, is you have any brothers or sisters? Bring them all. You're going to be fine. What you don't want though is is that scenario where you are like an unhinged maniac about your sports team with someone you're you know maybe interested in you know pursuing a longer range arrangement with. Because uh, that that can be tough. My my wife, my now wife, my wonderful, beautiful, passionate, spectacular wife. We were dating in the spring of '97. Sabers in the playoffs with the Flyers, and there was some stuff. I mean, there was stuff. There was a lot of stuff uh, in that series and in in those matchups. And I remember at one point. Um, I was sitting on like the the top of a chair. I don't even know. Like the gyrations and the maniacal behavior were off the charts. And I remember at one point thinking like, I, uh, this is probably bad. We'd known each other a, a couple months. I mean, she knew what I did for a living, um, but she'd never really seen that. I mean, you know, here we are all these years later. She, she made it. We made it. I made it. It didn't ruin it, but it, it, it can't, you know, it can be a thing. You know, it, it can be. I just recently went through this. Mm. Introducing the girlfriend of the mom and dad, the, the brother and his girlfriend, and she came over. I don't know how much we've talked about it, but I've, I've said it on air. I'm a big Texas Longhorns fan. Oh, boy. Huge Texas Longhorn fan. And she came over for the Big 12 championship. And I had to, like, prep her. I was like, look, just, like, everything I say – um, I don't mean any of it. If I get mad, you could, I'm not a mad person, and I'm like, I mean none of it. Like this is it's gonna be a happy day. It's gonna be a happy day. The 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 stress relief I felt when they went up like 21 nothing. I was like, 
I can worry about the parent part now. Right. Yeah. It's, oh man, it's it. I I never recommend it to anybody. Right. I'm waiting to say like that turned into a rocking chair for you though. Right. I mean oh, that was beautiful. that was uh, that was the next day was a little more stressful with the playoff situation, but she went home, so I was that I could be alone. <laughs> right. Good deal. Anyway, thanks thanks for the call. Connor is next up. Hi, Connor. Thanks for calling. You're on WGR. Hey, Bulldog. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Happy holidays. Bam. Same to you. Uh, thank you. Um, so. I think you mentioned something before the break. I don't want to twist your words. Basically just saying, are we Super Bowl or bust? Yeah, yeah. Like, is that the only, yeah, is that the only yeah. thing that will, uh, will, will make the season a success at this point? Yeah. It, yeah. So my thoughts are, I'd love to say that, you know, if we win the AFC championship, I'm happy. But to be, you know, the Debbie Downer of that circumstance, I feel like it's just going to end up being remembered as we lost the Super Bowl. So I don't know what your thoughts are, if we can even, you know, make a positive spin on something like that. Uh, I mean, I don't know. You'd ha- you, you know, we got you got to see when you get there. I think it would be incredible if they made the Super Bowl off the year they've had. And if they go there and lose to the 49ers, I I don't I I would have a very hard time being really mad about that. Uh disappointed, broken-hearted, uh dejected, yes, but like mad, like mad how? Mad someone has to be fired? Mad? I don't mean to get soft in my old age, but I think that would be insane. If this team wins eight games in a row and gets to the Super Bowl and loses to the 49ers or anybody, and I'm doing post-game, and you want to tell me about who needs to be fired, uh, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm not the guy for the job anymore because I I just don't think I could, with a clear conscience, bring myself. Listen, as... As upset as we all were just a few weeks ago about the 20,000 words from Tyler Dunn and all the criticisms and the Eagle game and the kneeling and kneeling it out with 20 seconds to go and a timeout, all of it. <laughs> this ship gets righted to the point that you don't lose until February. I'm sorry. I'm on autopilot at that point. I, I just I, there is no way that I can get mad. Yes, in the game, um, you know, if, if if it's a repeat of 13 seconds or something, like I don't even know. I I gotta stop. I I can't even construct a scenario where I would be freaking out mad and calling for firings if this team lost the Super Bowl. I just said, this guy. I don't have that. I don't have that card to play. I, I don't think I do. I, it would s- stun me if there's a scenario where that could happen. I mean, I, I suppose it's possible. This is Buffalo, after all. I mean, I, I don't know. But, man, I just don't. I don't know. I have a hard time with that one. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Thank you for all the calls here. Um, I think, did I, did I? Oh, oh! I know what I wanted to do. The smoking hot, uh, smoking hot story of the week here on Football Friday, which is brought to you by Monroe Extinguisher, your trusted name in fire protection for over fifty years. Of course, the smoking story, hot story of the week, is that uh, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to play anymore. Because we were all hanging on the possibility that he was going to come back and play, right? I mean, most of the East Coast is stunned. We were people were crying. I, I, we we're waiting. I mean, he said. He was going to shock everyone 
And I, what, what happened? It's like the John Travolta Pulp Fiction meme. I'm, I'm looking around, like, what, 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 what happened? What, what? I, I thought you were coming back. Oh, I can't, I can't wait for next year for him. I just can't, I can't, I can't wait. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the number. I am the Bulldog. Sam Monson, Pro Football Focus, coming your way at the top of the hour. It will keep on the football bend here. Lines are open now for you. Mike Shope's away for, uh, well, the rest of the week, which is today. Uh, I'm the Bulldog. Can you tell I've had way too much coffee? Thanks for listening to WGR. Do people go caroling anymore? Does that happen? I, I feel like I only see it in movies. Yeah. I can remember. I, 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 I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm confident. Uh, I've got plans to see a friend of mine who I went to high school with tonight. And I'm almost sure that we went Christmas caroling when we were, you know, seniors in high school or something. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. Uh, I guess I don't live in a neighborhood where that happens anymore. I feel like I brought this up already during the holiday season. I, I miss it. Caroling's fun. Bring a flask. Sing some songs. I think the thing is you got to you got to make it fun for yourself too. You're going to be out in the cold <sighs> at night. You got to make it fun for yourself. Yeah. I will say though, if I heard someone knocking at my door at like six, seven at night. And it's like a group of like five people. Not a chance of opening the door. Yeah. I'm gonna hide in the basement. I think the idea. I don't think the. I think the idea is to not knock. I think the idea is to just stand there and that, sing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and then singing. and then so then the choice is on the homeowner, uh, or the occupant of the dwelling could be a renter to you know acknowledge or turn the lights off or I don't know find a weapon. I you know it's up it's up to that person. But you're as the carol, I don't think you go knock. I think you just stand and sing. That's you start I, singing until you're like, all right, guys, the vibes are not working. Yeah, we got we got to move on now. They, I know they got the big inflatable snowman on the lawn, but maybe they're not home. I don't know. The lights are on, but uh, let's move along, right? Let's let's dust off. Santa Claus is coming to town next door. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the phone number. I am the Bulldog. Glad to have you with us on this pre-Christmas Friday edition of the Show Up and the Bulldog Show. Mike has been off for the last few days here. Uh, he'll be back next week, and I'll be gone. Time for us to get you the injury update as part of Football Friday, and that's presented by the Barnes Firm, Car Crash. For help, call 1-800-8-MILLION. And there is, you know, a, a bit of a mixed bag. The notables, uh, maybe the, the biggest notable, the only notable as far as out for this game is Micah Hyde. Uh, we'll see if any of the questionable players, A.J. Epinesa, Ty Johnson, and even Daquan Jones, I'm, I don't know what to expect there. McDermott sounded like he didn't expect Jones to play, but there he is with the questionable designation for the game. Uh, Micah Hyde's the big, the big one. Uh, not a surprise. We knew it was kind of trending that way, uh, but out again. Uh, with the next stinger, uh, everyone else that is a long injury report, but the only game designations are are the well, Kyrie Elam is questionable. Justin Shorter's out. These are players who haven't played hardly at all this year. Shorter hasn't played at all. He's not even active, n- nor is Elam. Uh, but they have that injury designation. Uh, so there you go on that. So you know, good news. Dalton Kincaid, no injury designation. Uh, he should play. Uh, Dawson Knox, no injury designation. Leonard Floyd, no injury designation. All these guys were limited during the week to some extent. Knox wasn't. He practiced full all week, but still is on the report. But Kincaid and um, 
and Floyd were limited with injuries, but no game designation, which you know means they are in the clear to play tomorrow night when the Bills visit the Chargers. We will talk more about the Bills and the Chargers and the race for a playoff spot and all of it with our buddy Sam Monson from Pro Football Focus. That is right after this. I am the Bulldog, and you're listening to WGR. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at two. 50 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.